This winter, members of the Stewardship and Finance Committees called uh, or emailed persons who pledged uh, King Avenue Church for 2018. And I'm going to go on the assumption that everyone in this room got a call or an email. I thought that would get a bigger laugh. Uh, all of the purpose of the call was just to say um, thank you. Thank you for your pledge and support of King Avenue. And then do you have a, just a minute to answer one question? Why do you give to King Avenue Church? We've got a variety of answers. It's a place of sanctuary for me. It's a safe place. Um, it, it, it's a place where I feel like I belong. The greatest majority of people said, it's home. It's my home. It's a spiritual home. It's a foundation in my life that I can count on. As we talked about that answer, I thought about the line from the marriage service during the blessing of the couple, where it says, may your home be a haven of blessing and I thought, well, that's a good title for the King Avenue 2019 Stewardship Campaign. King Avenue, our home, a haven of blessing and peace. Now, haven can sound like a retirement village. <laughs> when I meet with, with uh, wedding couples, the image that I lift up to them as, as a haven and blessing and peace is that a haven is a port, it's a harbor, it's something a ship comes to um, from a turbulent sea, from a stormy sea. It's, it's a place where a, a ship comes to be safe, to be replenished, to be restored, to be revived, to be renewed, and then to go out into the world. So my understanding of haven, it's a coming and going. And as we think of King Avenue, a haven of blessing of peace, it's a place we come to for blessing and peace, and it's a place we leave from to take blessing and peace into the world. That's our church home, and that's how I've come to understand King Avenue. This summer, I went for a week, as I always do, to the Abbey of Gethsemane uh, for a week-long retreat with the Trappist uh, outside Bardstown, Kentucky. I got there on a Monday afternoon, and um, after I settled in my room, which isn't hard because it's just a cell, after I settled into my room, I, um, I had this emptiness that came over me. I just it is, why am I here? What am I doing? Does my life amount to anything? I mean, we have those moments in our life, you know, do I know what I'm doing? Do I know what I, my purpose is? Um, and I was just feeling empty and I was feeling not at home at all. And I reacted to that kind of feeling as I often do. I took a nap. 
I woke up from the nap, and it was about 5 o'clock, and Vespers in the chapel start at 5.30. I went to the chapel, and half hour before chapel, before Vespers, the room is, is basically always empty. And I sat in the empty chapel there, and um, I, I, don't, I wasn't praying, I wasn't reading scripture, I really wasn't even thinking of God, I was just sitting there, daydreaming. I looked around the room, and the sun was just pouring through the stained glass windows and hitting the, the whitewashed walls. And it was just refracted light, and it was just beautiful. And I thought, you know, just as the light is filling this room with all this color and vibrancy, God wants to fill this room also. And God wants to fill this world. And God wants to fill everybody's life. And God even wants to fill my life. And I had this religious experience that was really profound to me when I realized that God wanted to fill my life and wanted me to have the life that Christ has, that he wanted that God wanted me to have peace and joy and at-homeness and mercy and forgiveness. And God wanted everybody to have that experience, my friends and my enemies, those I love and those I just as soon disappeared. And I got to thinking, why does God want me and the world to have this experience of being filled with God? The answer I came up with was, God so loved the world that God gave Christ. And I thought, that's the point of Jesus. That's the point of Jesus that God gives Jesus to the world so that we can have that peace and blessing and feel that love. And love um, is a word that's kind of overworked for me. It's kind of tired. Went back to the marriage service and I thought about the vow to love and to cherish. And I thought, cherish, that's a neat word. We don't use it very often. It's an old word. But I thought, that's what God does. God cherishes the world. And God cherishes you. And God cherishes me. And God cherishes my enemies and those who annoy me and those who bring me great joy. That's what God is about, cherishing. I thought, what is it to cherish? 
cherish um, something to be cherished, you might not cherish it, you might not think it's significant, but it's significant to me. And sometimes what I cherish has to do with a gift that somebody has given me, and I care for it. And again, you might not think anything of it, but it means the world to me. Things our kids have given us, I cherish. It's really hard for me to part with a t-shirt or a sweatshirt that the kids have given us. The tie I'm wearing today, my daughter gave me for Christmas when she was in the first grade. She got it at the school's Santa shop for 50 cents. I wore it once and never wore it again because it wasn't, wasn't tasteful. But I kept it and I should not part with it. I've worn it a couple times this year and people really like it. Who knew? Things that we cherish, we tend not to put in the rummage sale. We don't want to part with them. And the experience of being cherished, you know, the experience of being cherished is that we feel important, that we feel significant, that we feel that we matter. And when someone cherishes us, and we know it, when someone sees us as a treasure, it's the closest we're going to get to the experience of eternal life, where we feel that unconditional love and that unconditional blessing. And we really do feel born again. And we really do feel like we're given new life. And we really do feel like there's a place in the world and there's a place at the table for us. And God so loved the world, God so cherished the world that God gave Christ, that those who believe in Christ will have eternal life. It's about the quality of our life and what happens when life begins, not when it ends. So King Avenue is this home where we experience being cherished, where we come to be cherished and where we leave to cherish. A couple weeks ago, when people joined the church, one of the new members hugged me at the end of the ceremony and said, I'm home. I know I'm home. Some people find home and cherishing at King Avenue because they don't find it in their home. Some come to King Avenue because it's a chance to get home right. 
King Avenue in our mission statement, in our vision statement, says we are a community of servants called by God's reconciling grace, called by God's grace, called by God's un unconditional love to open doors of sanctuary. We experience that unconditional love and cherishing and we open our doors to others to create new avenues of ministry, to take that cherishing out into the world, to equip Christians for discipleship, to equip others to take that cherishing out into the world, and to be a leader in reconciling ministries. Many people come to King Avenue because they have not been cherished because of their orientation and discover that King Avenue is a place to cherish. But one of the important ministries of King Avenue is to remind the larger church, to remind the community, and to remind the world that God cherishes LGBTQ persons. Sometimes people come here during the week, um, you know, like hospital employees or Battelle employees will, will be on a lunch break and they're walking and they just stop in the church and say, you know, I've walked by this church lots and I'd just like to see the inside of it. Can I come in and just see the inside? So we bring them into the sanctuary and they'll go, you have a beautiful church here. And I'll say, yeah, and the building's nice too. <laughs> when I think of King Avenue as beautiful and why I cherish it, it has to do with the people. When I came here, 12 years ago, I wasn't feeling real cherished. And I reminded SPR committee at my introduction that the church not only needed to cherish LGBTQ persons, but it needed to cherish straight people who were looking for a home. And I found that here. When I think of King Avenue as a beautiful place of cherishing, I think of how we cherish our children and our youth in Sunday school and youth group, how we cherish the Mexican orphans by our mission trips, how we cherish the choir and the music, how we cherish the children at Hubbard and the persons at NEMAP and New Life how we cherish each other in Sunday school classes and disciple classes and at spectrum events and at rummage sales. That we're a place to come to be cherished and to leave to cherish. Now, when we cherish something, we treasure it. 
and caring for it is not an obligation or a duty, but it's a joyful responsibility. Our two-year-old granddaughter stopped by yesterday. She drives now. And, you know, I cherish that kid. I looked out for her. I want to protect her. I want to care for her. I want her to grow and broaden. And I thought, you know, I'd do anything for her. And it's not a burden. It's a joy. When we cherish something, it's a joy to care for it. On Wednesday, I uh, went to the hospital to see Chris Bradley and went up to the room and I put on my mask. I hate wearing those masks. It just fogs up my glasses, you know. And I put on my mask and I heard noise in the room. And I heard this singing coming from the room. And who's singing in there? So I knocked on the door, and, and they said, come in. And before I could get the door very open, they said, were we making too much noise? I said, no, it was great. And there was Chris in bed and Jason in a chair and Laura Dockenbach had come by with a hymnal to sing hymns with Chris. She cherished him. And he cherished the family at King Avenue and the music. And Chris sang the hymns he knew from memory. He knows every verse of In the Garden. He sang a duet with Laura. And then Jason and Laura saying, how great is thy faithfulness. And I thought, this really is a home of haven and blessing and peace. We come to be cherished and we leave to cherish. This is the theme of our stewardship campaign this year. We cherish because we joyfully care. And our gifts to the church make it possible to spread the love and blessing and peace to the world. May it be so. Amen.